A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. In 2001, Lawrence Jones set out on a free skiing trip with his mates. It was not the first adventure trip they had been on, but it was the last one that any of them took lightly again. An avalanche turned Lawrence's holiday from fun to tragedy within the space of half an hour. Here's the scary tale of his lucky escape from one of the most terrifying forces of nature, as told by Lawrence Jones himself. I was with a group of friends and we're in a resort called Alpe d'Huez, which is in the French Alps. It's got a mountain called Pic Blanc. It's known for having the longest black run in the world. Uh, and it's a fierce mountain, it's a fierce black run. I opened the shutters the next morning and it was cloud. We weren't getting skiing anywhere. And I came downstairs pretending to have all that bravado. Oh, I'm really looking forward to today, chaps, you know. And I actually was terrified. But they said, oh, don't worry, we'll just we'll head up to the mountain rescue hut and see what they have to say about it. And even though the lifts were closed, they managed to talk the lifties into opening both lifts and we got a guide that they knew they recommended a, a mountain rescue person, and um, off we went. So off we were going up to the top, and sure enough, all the signs for every single run closed, everything saying, fell me, fell me. And we traversed across the very top of this ridge and, and through some netting where there were lots of signs that essentially in French were reading, only idiots go past this point. And then off we went. It's amazing, isn't it, how we do things, not against our will, but we do things that ordinarily we probably wouldn't do if we were on our own and really had to think long and hard about it. And it was amazing. There was no two ways about it. And when we stopped, I said, this is the most amazing experience I've ever had. I said, I will never ski on piste ever again. This is so good. So there was this one element where we were traversing across before the next drop. And we went one at a time. I think I was the second to last. So I was the penultimate person. And there was a moment where Danny overtook me. And as he went past me, he dug me in the ribs, and you know, just messing around. And, and I fell off my snowboard. I was going very slowly at this point anyway. And so I unclipped the bindings. And Danny Robb had joined the group by this point and I stood up and I waved and I saw all the boys over in the distance waving and waving and waving what now I understand was they were frantically waving and I just thought they were being enthusiastic and so I enthusiastically waved back and I didn't hear anything, to this day I don't remember anything weeks later when I was in a car park in, in Manchester and I walked across the the car park with my my girlfriend Gail and she trod on um, an old piece of wood and it cracked and slightly scraped on the on the tarmac and she turned around and I disappeared and 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 there I was behind her huddled in on the floor sweating um, with my heart racing with my literally squatting down on the floor that sound had triggered something in my mind. But going back to this thing, what ended up triggering it was two Swedish guys who'd followed us up 
they were probably 20 minutes behind us, but we'd stopped taking photos at the top and planning our route and everything. And they'd taken a higher traverse than us. And as they stopped, those two triggered the thing off. The next thing I, I realised was I was suddenly enveloped in this extraordinary force of nature while I was being pushed and pulled and dragged and I tumbled down the mountain and being sucked under the snow and suddenly I'm above it and then I'm under it. But the whole mountain just slid. The whole mountain just picked me up and the whole mountain went down together with me in the middle of it. As a younger man, I played a lot of rugby and there's, there are moments, not very often, but there's a moment every now and again where you get caught up in a scrum or a ruck of some sort where you are literally lifted off the ground and there's nothing you can do about it and you, you may as well just stop fighting and you realise I'll save my energy till I, till I get to the point where I'm unpeeled and I can get back out again. It was like that but a thousand times more and I was actually thinking while it was going on that that's what it was like and it went calm very, very quickly. I was sucked underneath all the snow and, and then the lights were out and the thing I remember most about that is the, the eeriness, this terrifying silence. I think I was something like eight or ten feet down, about 12 minutes or something like that. So quite a long time. It was upside down as well, so when they found me, I was in the position of John Travolta staying alive. You know, that dance move he does with his arm, one arm in the air, almost like Superman pointing downwards which, again, wasn't very helpful when they're trying to dig me out and the first thing they do is find my boots. When you're in there, you have no idea which way is up or down. So even if you had the ability to, to try and dig yourself out, you wouldn't know which way to go. The transducers were, played an important part in everything and obviously locating me. So mine obviously was left on. And the guide, Stefan, he kept his on. And I think he flipped it to another mode, which is to search for the one that is lost. And, and everybody else has to switch theirs off. And then what they do is they get a very, very long pole, almost like a tent pole, one of these modern tent poles that's quite bendy. And they, they'll go around prodding, looking for me. Two things that I brought on that trip that I would never go anywhere off piste ever again. One was a heart surgeon and, and the other one was a casualty doctor. By the grace of God that I, I was actually... Uh, on a mountain with those two people. And they were digging with not just the... They were digging with snowboards and their hands. And the two doctors waited while while the other four or five all got stuck in and um, frantically dug, while the, other, while the two doctors were giving out the instructions exactly what was going to happen, what everyone was to do when they, they were to find me and how they needed to make sure my mouth was exposed, what position they wanted me in or best they could. And... Because obviously I was completely unconscious and needed to be resuscitated. So they'd already called for a helicopter. And when it did arrive, and they came out with the stretcher, I was helped. I was in a bit of a bad way. I had the worst headache you could ever imagine. And Danny was explaining to me, it's because my, my brain would have expanded with a lack of oxygen and would have been touching the outskirts of my skull. Um, but it was an appalling headache. I've never had one since like it. So I walked to the helicopter and tried to pick up my own snowboard as well and they told me there's something stupid. And so physically I was fine and I probably underestimated the mental strain that it had put on me. I was pretty much broken though. Mentally I had to rebuild, completely rebuild. 
I did go on a journey to try and discover myself and, and to try and become a better human being. I wasn't a bad human being, but I wanted to become a better human being. And I was trying to work out why I've been left on this planet. When you're underneath the snow and you're in this pitch black on your own and you're conscious that you're about to die, you do question what I'd done with my life. And I was underneath the snow thinking, well, I've really gone and done it this time and that I've messed up. What have I left of any note? I hadn't even married my beautiful fiance. I had no children. The business I had at the time was an utter mess. I would be leaving an utter mess to my beautiful girlfriend. And so I, I had to go and find out really why I was put on this planet and, and, and I believe I was put on this planet to make a difference and I've been trying to make a difference ever since and I, I'll continue to try and make a difference. It does scare me with the ease that people go off-piste and the casual way it's approached. We as human beings, we, we like to plan things, don't we? And we'll, we'll say, well, we'll do this on this day and this day on that day. That's probably not the best way of doing it. And, and you really want to be looking at the weather conditions and looking at um, your own abilities. Really, people should stop and think and, and take a, a responsible look at their own ability and don't feel that you need to do anything under peer pressure.